You are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And welcome to this week's episode of HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. We have such a special guest today. We have Elizabeth Trenbeth, and she is the owner of Snelling Staffing Services. Now, Elizabeth, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us your background and history. Yes, so I work with Snelling Staffing Services in Lexington and Columbia. My mother opened the franchise in 1982. And I was hired on about 20 plus years ago and really enjoy the industry and, and helping people, helping the community find the right employees uh, in the market, especially this tough market as well. Oh my goodness. So wait, 20 plus years in recruiting. Yes. And you look great. Thank you. So, okay, something something's working. Um, so have you seen, in the 20 plus years, have you seen an unemployment rate as low as what we have today? I have not, and the best that I can recall is 4%. Oh my goodness, yep. 4%, and yep. we're at 32 Yep, that's right, 3.2%. So, you know, and we tell that to our clients a good bit as well, is, you know, it's a tough market, it's a job seeker's job market. Um, what does that really mean, though? A job seeker's job market means that it's it, it does make it tough to recruit, uh, a lot of people that are looking for work are very entry level, or they have not been able to sustain a job, or they just feel the market's strong enough that they can they can change easily. Yep, easily. you can easily change. Yeah. Um, you know, positions. You're getting multiple job offers if you're the candidate. And so, no, I completely understand what you're saying. I know that I've had some uh, candidates recently where, I mean, we've given them a job offer, but they've had three different job offers. Yes. And that's what employers are experiencing, too. So really, our focus today is really looking at how do you attract quality candidates, and then how do you um, get them through the interview process and hopefully yeah. seal the deal that they're going to come and work um, for your company as well. So we want to help you through this process. I know that Elizabeth, Elizabeth and I do this on a day-to-day -day basis from a recruiting uh, perspective, but you, you really are an expert in this area. So I guess what tips do you have for our CEOs, leaders, and business owners on how to really attract those quality candidates? Yeah, so a couple of things that we encourage, and, and even with our processes that we go through at Snelling, is that you need to know your, your steps. When you start this process, you need to know how many steps that you've got to go through with your team that's going to be doing the processing of the interviews from the marketing of the opening to the how many people are going to be interviewing. So know your steps. And then know that once you decide to make this hire, that you've got to move fast because you will lose the candidates. And just a few months ago in, in 2019, we were recruiting for engineers and they lost them. They weren't moving the company wow. fast enough. And that is still today. And, and it's going to be that way even stronger in 2020. You've shared so many good points, though. Um, so knowing your steps. So whenever you say that, though, what, what does that mean? I guess it's maybe if a candidate is asking, you know, what's the next step at the end of the interview process? Does it mean that the interviewer should know the answer and really know what the next step is? Yeah, so they need to know that the inner office recruiting team and HR team needs to know logistically what they're to do. And then if that crosses over to the 
the, the customer service, if you want to say, in recruiting the candidate because what they experience in this process can either be, be chaotic mm-hmm. or it can go really smooth. And that's Absolutely. you are introducing your company to that candidate in this process. So behind the scenes, know what your steps are. And then with the candidate, showing your company in your best light. I absolutely agree. I also say, you know, the candidate's interviewing the employer as well. And I always say that if you, whatever you're experiencing during that that process, the interview process, I mean, amplify that by 10, and you're likely going to see that in the organization. So employers out there, be very careful what you're giving. Um, I think you should also give a realistic job preview. Yes. To the candidate, but also be careful and mindful of that preparation you need to do for the candidate experience, because that means that hopefully you don't lose that candidate Yes. to another exactly. employer. Yes. Okay. To show the good, the bad of what the position is, but also the, the opportunity where hopefully there's a good benefit package. We can, you know, you hear about benefits a lot and that's not, uh, that can make or break a situation, but a lot of times it's, they want to know how good is this company going to be to, to be long a long opportunity, mm-hmm. whether it's a, hopefully a five-year career or longer, uh, what does it look like to, to be attracted to them? That's yes, a, so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And another good point that you even mentioned was the fact that it's scheduling the next interview, right? So if you already have maybe the first interview, you want to meet them again, Yes. right? And so you should really have those dates and times in mind. Because I, I know some, some leaders that have waited a week, two weeks in this market and they're surprised whenever the candidates accept another job offer. Surprised and disappointed. So do you see that with your clients as well? Yes, they and I, I look to push them if they are choosing to use a service like Snelling Staffing, that they have to have those dates for me and I hold them to that because I know that our time equals money as much as their time. Oh my goodness, that's money. a great point. And there's usually there's usually not a setup fee to work with a a service. There can be a retainer fee or something like that. That's, you know, definitely appreciated in our industry, but you know, we've got to have those dates as we go into the relationship and they, Mm -hmm. and whether they choose to do this on their own, they need to have that in line. So before they walk out the door, they're setting up that second Mm -hmm. interview or, you know, I love that before they're walking out the door, you're setting up that second interview. Yes. Okay. Or, you know, they're willing to call and, can call them within an hour or so afterwards and say, we want to see you again, but not wait 24, 48 Mm-mm. hours. We can't. Right. Do you ever text candidates? We have the ability to text. Um, we have, I have a lot of candidates that text me. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> happens I, too. I have the emergency number on the, the business card. Um, but we have text uh, as needed. And mm-hmm. a couple of accounts do require that when right. it's a last minute need. And, it, and, you know, it's a part of all of that engagement process. So even from a recruiter standpoint, you know, you and I may be emailing them late at night, early in the morning, because, I mean, it's just they don't know the, the business hours in a sense. Yes. It's all about trying to make sure if you have a solid candidate, you hold on to them yes. and you are decisive to move them through then the next process as well. Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So I, even, even an example of more, something more entry level that could be at a, a teenager level, you know, I had a, uh, a company talk to me that went through 60 candidates, brought it down to about 30 candidates, 15 of those or so were drug tested and vetted and, 
he offered all 15 a job and uh, only one arrived. And so we're dealing with it. <laughs> so it was a it was type of a mass hire event. Yes, it was uh, more of the uh, food court industry. Yeah, you know, right. Teenager, potentially entry level, but even and then that could go with any generation. Mm-hmm. But we're you know looking at people that can show up for a drug test, but they can't show up for the job. So mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly. very frustrating. And and he's doing all this on his own. So it kind of made me think that. You know, are we going back to the sign-on bonus days, you know, when physical therapists were at high demand back in the 90s? Yeah, you know, that's and, a really good point. Or uh, you were for a friend and, and the, bon- the lots of those bonuses that were handed out um, back in the 90s and all. But it made me think of that for him. And it, it is just pizza. At, at, exactly. You know, that's, a, that's a really good point. But I, I think you can agree to this, is that it's not just those entry-level positions. I had a, a finance manager role where we've interviewed, um, they were on their third interview, and this is a position where it's um, over six figures, and then they were just no-call, no-show. It's called ghosting, everyone. No-call, no-show. This was the individual that was receiving the job offer. We went through so many rounds of interviews, narrowed it down, and then just disappeared. That's amazing. Finally, whenever we were able to get in touch with the candidate, of course, you know, we're we're a little frustrated at that point. he shared that he accepted another job offer and just did not communicate, right? Yes. But I'll be honest, in that process, we probably had about five or six interviews. So I think that there, there's a mixture of opinions on saying how many interviews is too much, like how many interview, like conducting interviews. At what point is it just, you know, you have to make a decision, you have to pull the trigger, and it's because of the pressure. Absolutely. And, and everyone knows that there's a 90 to 100-day window for everyone, uh, whether it's the candidate that's starting a job or the client, and you just have to, to jump in and, and do that, uh, you know, really focusing in that we we need this position filled and why do we need it filled? Where are we losing right. money by not having it filled? And, and yes, mm-hmm. three, three max is probably as much as, as what's needed. Yeah. Is that, so in your mind, does that include a phone screening? So maybe a phone screening in person and or video chat and then? Yeah, that's, uh, I've noticed uh, video chats and um, phone interviews um, can be a little bit more, I guess more of the video is more up to date uh, these mm-hmm. days, but I haven't dealt with that as much, but I do offer the phone interviews just to get at least five minutes with the with the company. Absolutely. Yeah, and then in person, absolutely, yes. And one thing, it's kind of uh, something that we do is if we do a, a Zoom or FaceTime, Skype chat from an interview perspective, um, maybe it's an administrative assistant role and we need high-tech skills or yes. for the ability to learn new technology, project management tools, this is a great way to, how do you feel comfortable in either downloading Zoom or yeah. doing a, you know, a video chat? And it's actually one of the pieces that you're going to use in a consideration factor. Could expedite yes. the process. Yeah, so there's even a, a local hospital that that's all that they do. Their interviewing process oh, is wow. uh, through an app that is all video related from their entry level to their upper management is all through that process. Oh, that, wow. That I've learned. Um and so that, so that even the kitchen people have to be technical in a way, you know, yeah. to, to get So every done. level, every position, that I'm aware they have of, to go yes. through this process. Mm-hmm. All they right, have that's to have real... a smartphone to, to do it. I'm sure there's backups to that, but, mm-hmm. but they were the first ones that I learned that did the video type interview, which is really a great modern way that makes it easy for those that are on the bus line. They don't have to 
get into mm -hmm. the system yet to get there, and especially if they're single mothers and it's hard to find care. Yeah, kids. no, you're. That's a really good point. That's a excellent. So, in going through this, I have some. I know folks that we talk to, and they're saying even though it's a tough market. Um, they want to go through this process. They want to post a position, have 100-plus candidates, and spend their time doing the interviews in the process, and they actually don't want to work with recruiting firms. And I find that to be really funny because this is, this is really the time where this is what we do day in and day out. So I guess yes. what would you say to, to a leader or business owner that says, you know what, I'm going to take care of it myself. I'll talk to you in eight days. That's about <laughs> what they're going to waste. Oh, my goodness. Oh, probably a lot like, more than that. Yes, eight days? Eight days is the average uh, of, <laughs> of putting their time and effort where they need to run their business. Right. And um, do what they do best in, in their entrepreneurship or um, assisting in, in running the company. So if they feel that they want to try it on their own, they're more than welcome to, and we are a resource for them, absolutely. If it works out the first time on their own, we're here the next go-round. Um, You're right. Yeah, and, and a lot of times they uh, they try and um, it's not successful uh, when they try to do this on their own and they, they come to us because we already have a lot of those communications in the, in the mm -hmm. community. And yeah, the we have reach. our network. Yep. We have our pipeline. We're yes. doing this day in and day out. Yes. I mean, exactly. this is <laughs> it's a service. It's a service that is needed. I think um, since headhunting and recruiting has been around 60s, 70s, really strong uh, temp agencies came about in the 80s. We're three strong generations into our industry. That's really interesting. We have the baby boomers to the X generation to millennials, mm -hmm. anything else called in between that. Um, you're right. And we're a concierge service. Well, millennials, hello. We're here for you. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. So I think that our, our intention, even with this podcast, is to really give you some tips today. I don't know about you, but I know that a lot of the information that we've shared in this time, um, it's going to be helpful if you apply it. Right. So from even a summary perspective, we want you to focus on the candidate experience, the turnaround time and just being decisive in the process and taking care um, of that candidate as well. I mean, this is only um, honestly a fraction of the process from a recruiting perspective. We're going to have many more podcasts going to lend knowledge and expertise into how to attract um, retain quality candidates. Uh, we know we need to help you in this. Um, I don't know. Some folks are calling it a hiring crisis. Uh, other folks are super excited. I bet those are the job seekers. Um, we want to help you through this. And we also want you to share your feedback and ask us any questions. So email info at willishr.com if you do have any questions um, or want us to address anything in our next podcast series. So I want to give Elizabeth uh, one last opportunity to tell her, us a little bit about uh, Snelling, and then we're going to sign off. So, Elizabeth. Yes. So, if uh, there's ever need for a temporary staff to attempt to hire, we are a longstanding um, staffing agency in the community, and we'd love to assist in any way that we can. And this is Jada Willis, and I am signing off. HR After Dark. Have a good night, folks.